Welcome to the Enchanted Library, where we turn the pages of books, beautiful and old, living and magical. It's time to curl up, get cozy, and join us on an adventure. Today we're reading From Yourself and Your House Wonderful by H.A. Gerber. The framework of your house. Every house has some kind of a frame, although you often cannot see it after the house is all finished. There is also a frame to your body, which you can feel, although it is all covered over so you cannot see it. As you know, the framework of a house is made of wood or iron beams, but your framework is all made of bone. If all the skin and flesh which cover and hide your bones were taken away, there would be nothing but the bone frame or skeleton left. Everyone has a bone frame to keep the soft parts of his body in good shape and to protect the delicate parts. If you look at a picture of a skeleton, you will see the skull is kind of a bone box made to hold the brain. The chest is a bone cage made to protect your heart and lungs, and there is a sort of bone basin made on purpose to hold the bowels, etc. If we mention the backbone, which is really a string of little bones nicely fitted together, the bones of the legs and arms, of the hands and feet, we have spoken of all the principal beams in our bodies. Still, there are many different bones, and if you come to count them all separately, little and big, you will find about 200. Each of these bones has its own name, its own place, and its own use. Doctors know just where these bones are, what they do, and how to mend them when they are broken or out of joint. Besides, they know just what makes good and bad bones, and, if called in time, they can often straighten crooked bones and make sick bones well. Even when you were a wee baby, so small and so soft that one hardly dared to touch you, all your bones were there, but they were not big and strong and hard as they are now. They were very small and so soft they could easily bend. Bones keep growing bigger and harder, longer and stronger, from babyhood till you're about 25 years old. It is only then that the framework of human houses is really finished and that they cease to grow. Still, as long as we live, our bones are alive and need the air and food which the blood boats bring them night and day. Bones are made of a tough animal material which can bend easily. In the wee open spaces between this material, there are stored away the mineral parts, which make bones hard and brittle. We net bones are thus queerly made, and you can prove it for yourself if you choose to make the following experiments. Take a chicken or any other kind of a bone, put it in the fire, and let it stay there about three hours, or until all the fat or animal part is burned up. Then take it out of the fire very gently and carefully, and you will see it looks much the same, but is all full of little holes. If you strike this bone with a hammer, it will fall into dust, for now that the animal part is burned away, there is nothing left to hold the mineral parts in place. Now, take another bone, soak it three days in muriatic acid. Then, all the mineral parts of this bone will be eaten up by the acid, and nothing but the animal part left. A bone which has been treated in this way can easily be bent in any shape you please. It is so supple that you can even tie it in a knot, but you cannot break it because it is still very tough, although it has ceased to be brittle. Because soft bones can so easily be bent, we ought to be very careful to keep our bones straight as long as they are soft. 
That is one reason why babies must be handled with so much care. All their bones are so very soft and tender that they can readily be bent out of the right shape. It is because a baby's bones bend so easily that it is never wise to let him stand up too soon. But some grown people are very foolish and keep coaxing baby to stand long before his poor little legs are really strong enough to bear his weight. Thus, his soft bones are bent a little and baby grows up bow-legged. Babies who are strong and light can often stand and walk without hurting themselves when they are only nine or ten months old. But a weak, fat, or heavy baby should not be expected or encouraged to walk until very much later. In fact, it is very much better for most babies not to try to walk till they are a year and a half old, for until then their bones are often not strong enough to hold them up without bending a little. Baby will want to stand and walk just as soon as he feels strong enough to do so. Therefore, you must not coax or urge him until he is quite ready. It is also because a baby's bones are soft and bend easily without breaking that you seldom hear of broken bones among very little children. Although, as you know, the wee tots are always falling, they seldom get badly hurt. Still, one should never drop a baby or bump his head because lifelong injuries are the result of such accidents. The bones forming baby's head are not only very soft, but they do not join together until he is nearly three years old. It is because the bones are not joined together at first that baby has a soft spot on the top of his little head. You've surely been told to be very careful always to touch that spot very, very gently. In that place, baby's tender brain is not protected by any bone. A blow or knock there, or even a rough touch, might hurt the baby's brain so badly that he might become very ill. You see now why your mama is so very gentle with the baby, and why she guards that soft spot with such loving care. Young bones can so easily take a wrong shape that mothers and teachers have to keep very close watch over the children to prevent their growing up crooked. Now, many children think it is just fussiness when older people keep reminding them to sit up straight, stand on both feet, hold their heads up, throw their shoulders back, and not to twist their feet around chair legs. But mothers and teachers know that if you sit a few hours every day with one arm on the desk and the other in your lap, your poor backbone will be all twisted. If it gets in the habit of twisting in this way, it will soon stay so, and then you will be deformed when you grow up. There are some people in the world who are deformed and cannot help it. Some of them were born so. With others, it's the result of some accident or some disease. But a child who grows up crooked simply because he is careless, or who willfully bends his nice straight bones into wrong shapes, is acting in a very wrong way, and will be very sorry later on. In early childhood, the bones are so soft that they can bend almost any way we please. By ten, most children have this habit of sitting or standing in certain ways. If these habits are good, their bones are growing straight. But if the habits are bad, their bones are already a little crooked and will go on growing more and more so every day the wrong habits are kept up. Every child who reads this book ought to stop and think whether he generally sits and stands and moves as he should. Does your mother or teacher have to tell you many times a day, stand up straight, sit up in your chair, don't loll about, etc., and etc.? If you hear these words often, you may be sure you are not treating your bones as you should. I have seen careful mothers who are always reminding their children to hold themselves properly. The mothers have thought of the future and were anxious to have their children grow up with strong, straight frameworks for their bodies. 
but I have seen those very children obey in a half-hearted way and sink back into the wrong position just as soon as mother's back was turned. Some children, when reminded of this matter, often get very cross indeed, and say or think, Oh dear, I do wish mother would let me alone. She does worry so about how I stand or sit. I like to sit crooked. What difference does it matter to her? I don't care how I look. Now, you may not care one bit now, but when it is too late, when your bones have grown quite crooked, and when nothing can straighten them again, you will wish you had acted very differently, and you will say, oh, why didn't they make me do it whether I wanted to or not? Now, if parents and teachers could give all their time to this one thing only, they might be able to make the children sit and stand correctly nearly all the time, but then, you see, they would have no chance to do anything else. How much wiser it would be, therefore, if every little house owner made up his mind right now to watch over this matter himself and to see that his beams have no chance to be anything but straight and strong in the end. The master in your house can easily look after the framework all the time if he only chooses to do so. He can send telegrams all over the building, and his servants will be sure to obey any orders they receive. Then everyone will say, See, so-and-so has a fine, graceful figure. Just look what a straight back he has. See how well he carries himself and how easily he moves. He is a finely built fellow. This is much more pleasant than to hear someone remark, Did you ever see such a crooked person as so-and-so? He moves about in such an awkward way that I cannot bear to look at him. There is a very old proverb which says, As the twig is bent, the tree is inclined. This proverb is very true, as the following story will show you. In an orchard, there was once a very crooked tree, so crooked that instead of growing straight up into the air like all the rest, it bent far over until its trunk was lying almost on the ground. One day, when the farmer and his son were in the orchard together, the boy noticed the crooked tree and asked his father why he did not cut it down. Oh, I don't want to do that, said the farmer, for it bears such fine apples. "'Well, then, father, you really ought to straighten it, "'for it spoils the looks of this nice orchard,' answered the son. "'Yes,' said the farmer. "'It is a pity to have such a crooked tree in this orchard. "'You are quite right, my son. We must straighten it up.' "'So he sent for a man with a team of strong horses "'and bade him bring along chains and rope. "'But after trying a long time and all in vain, the man said, "'It is no use, sir. That tree can never be straightened again. "'It has grown crooked.' If you wanted a straight tree, you should have seen to it some years ago when it was young. Then a child could have easily bent it this way or that. Now all the teams in the world could not pull it straight. This man was quite right, you see, and the proverb is right, too. If you want young trees to grow up straight, you must watch them. And when they show any signs of leaning over, tie them to stout stakes. Those will hold them up until they have grown strong and upright. That is the way to have nice trees." Now, boys and girls are very much like young trees. Only as they do not keep still, they cannot be tied to stakes. But if boys and girls watch themselves, train themselves to sit up straight, always stand on both feet, hold their shoulders back, their knees straight, and their heads up, their bones will be sure to grow in the right way. So, boys and girls, help your parents and teachers all you can instead of hindering them as you do. And remember, it is not nagging, but great kindness when someone reminds you that you are not holding yourself properly. You should also help your younger brothers and sisters to keep their bones in the right shape. And bear in mind at all times how careful you should be with the baby's bones, because they are the most tender of all. 
Some of you may have had very bad habits until now, but you can change them, for it is not yet too late. Most of your bones grow until you are 20, so many of them can still be straightened out, even if they are a little out of shape when you are 10 or 12 years old. But you will doubtless find that it takes a great deal of hard trying every day, and all day, to get rid of bad habits and to form good ones. Still, when good habits are formed and the bad ones are quite forgotten, you will be able to trust your servants to keep them up, for they will do whatever you really wish. It is the duty of every boy or girl to see that his or her framework is just as good and as straight as it can be made. When you grow up, you will be very glad to have strong, good-looking houses instead of tumble-down shanties. In fact, some bodies are so fine and strong and well cared for that they deserve to be called temples, while others are so neglected, crooked, and ugly that they no longer look like God's handiwork at all. Most of our bones are hollow. That is what makes them so light and strong at the same time. In the hollow there is some fat called marrow, in and through which run many little veins, along which the blood boats travel night and day. All the bones of the body are made to fit nicely together. The place where two or more bones join together is called a joint. You can all surely point to your finger, elbow, and knee joints, can you not? If a bone slips out of the place where it belongs, we say it is out of joint. Whenever this happens, it always causes pain. The best thing to do then is to keep perfectly quiet until the doctor comes. If the hurt is very bad and is in your hand or foot, you can hold it in a basin of hot water. If elsewhere, put cloths dipped in hot water upon the aching part and keep changing them often. This will lessen the pain, will prevent swelling, and the heat will quickly bring the blood boats there to repair any damages. If a fall or blow results in a broken bone, you should also keep very still until the doctor comes. But if the accident happens out of doors, when the weather is too cold for you to stay quiet, those who are with you should help or carry you home, holding the broken parts firmly together to prevent the bones from slipping any further out of place or from running through the skin. Hot water on a broken bone is also the easiest remedy until the doctor comes, but you should send him for him right away, for the sooner the bone is set, the sooner the blood boats can set to work to mend it by bringing new materials. Broken bones generally grow together in a month or six weeks, and if one keeps quite still and minds all the doctor's orders, they will be just as good as new. Any neglect of the doctor's orders, or using a broken limb too soon, is sure to prevent the bone from healing properly. When a bone does not heal aright, the limb proves more or less useless, and sometimes doctors have to break the same bone over again to get it straight and well once more. As this is even more painful than the first break, it is far wiser to see that the bone has a good chance to heal properly the first time it is damaged. Plenty of bread, oatmeal, and wholesome food in general is good for your bones, but too many sweets and too much soda water is very bad for them indeed. A children who drinks too much soda water is very apt to have brittle bones and poor teeth. A tumble, which would only mean a bump or bruise for someone else, might result in one or more breaks with a child who drinks too much soda water. And these breaks will not heal as fast, nor as perfectly, as if the child had never been allowed to drink soda water, save once in a very great while, as a special treat. 
Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and share our podcast with a friend. Stay connected by following us on Facebook at facebook.com slash enchanted library. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash enchanted library. We appreciate your support. Until next time, friends. Happy reading. Thank <laughs> you.